Hey everyone, it's Peter Rosenberg from Cheap Heat. Join me and the fearless, physically large stat guy, Greg, and of course, Super Agent 35 under 35 Dipperstein as we tackle the biggest stories in pro wrestling each and every week. To hear us, follow the Ringer Wrestling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh, my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford, or its affiliates. Alrighty, let's roll, baby. A Thursday Ringer Gambling Show as we move closer and closer to Super Bowl 57. Raheem Palmer, John Jastrzemski. You know, Dream, apparently my voice had a little bit of that Syracuse... uh, I I don't know if it was the weather or me yelling at Jim Beheim or whatever the case may be, but... I feel like my vocals are back to where they normally should be. So uh, there's that as we get ready for Super Bowl. 57. Yeah, I didn't even How notice it saying? the other day until until to the power father says something in the um, group chat. But I'm doing well. I can't complain. Well, I can promise you, I did not take up smoking or anything like that. The voice is good to go, and, and I'm getting starting to really get the itch for this game. I know we're gonna have to sit there and wait this weekend. Then you have another week of speculation. Uh, we talked about this the other day on East Coast Bias. There was eventually going to be somewhat of a move towards the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback, with Andy Reid as the head coach. We have gotten that move, right, with the line moving off of two, two and a half. Now, as we sit, the Eagles are favored by one and a half. That means we got some Chief money coming in. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, when you look at, what Patrick Mahomes has done in his career as an underdog. I mean, he's probably one of the best in the league outside of Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he's six and three straight up as an underdog. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo's 14 and seven as an underdog outright. But when you have these coin flip games, Mahomes tends to thrive. He's seven, one and one against the spread as an underdog. And when Mahomes is a favorite of either three points or less as an un- or as an underdog, he's 18 and six and one against the spread. So in all other contests, he's like 30 and, and 37 against the spread. So you knew that Chiefs money was going to come in because who's who wants to back anybody other than Patrick Mahomes in these spots where all you got to do is win? 
I understand that. And normally when you're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, they are traditionally terrible covering numbers. But a lot of those numbers, to your point, you're getting the Chiefs at home laying a touchdown. You're getting the Chiefs at home laying nine and a half. They're on the road. They're laying six and a half or seven and a half. But when we're talking about Patrick Mahomes as a small favorite or Patrick Mahomes as an underdog, yes, those numbers are clearly going to be on your side. But I'm glad that you brought that up, Raheem. The idea of kind of combining Mahomes as a small favorite and just an underdog. Because let's be honest, dude, there aren't a whole lot of examples of Patrick Mahomes being an underdog in any spot for that matter. You know what I mean, dude? Like in the postseason, we were talking about it with this Bengal game a few weeks ago or last Sunday, whatever the hell it was. That was the first time we were talking about Mahomes possibly being an underdog in a playoff game, period. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so rare. It just doesn't happen. And then, you know, the other caveat here is that a lot of times when it comes to the Super Bowl, you just pick the winner. When you, I mean, we look at Super Bowl winners historically. Um, damn, where the fuck? I'm sorry. I got notes. That's and okay. I'm just, That's fine. That's okay. Okay. When you look at Super Bowl winners historically, the winner of the Super Bowl is 46-7-3. and That's 82.1% against the spread. So a lot of times the spread doesn't matter. You pick the winner and you you basically have a winner on the, against the spread. So I think that's what it plays out, p- comes into play there. It's just you get Mahomes and you pick the winner. And you, I mean, that's why that money is coming in on the Chiefs. Well, let's be honest, Raheem. Outside of last year, where you had Cincinnati cover the number and still lose the game outright, normally the direct correlation is there. I mean, the Eagles, when they were dogs against New England, they won the game outright. Denver, which is... I, I think that's one of my favorite Super Bowl bets over the last 15 years. Like, that was one, Raheem. I go back to it against Cam Newton and the Panthers. I love that this is just coming to mind right now. But we're talking about the Super Bowl. And, you know, you like to get nostalgic as you do that. That Broncos Super Bowl, I could not own. I, I couldn't wait to unload. Money line spread every which way imaginable on the Denver Broncos. And why do I bring all this up? The point is, you don't get many instances where a team covers the game and doesn't win the game outright. So, I mean, with this one, we're talking about a one-and-a-half, two-point spread. Uh, I, I think it's fair to say, Raheem, the odds are in our favor we're not going to have a one-point Super Bowl margin where, you know, they're splitting the baby. I don't expect that to be the case. Yeah, I mean, and when you look at the total, I mean, that that, that tells us that. I mean, you're looking at a total of 50-and-a-half, 51 um, in some spots. You're just not going to get a, a one-point spread here. There's going to be touchdown scored. So um, I, I don't think it's going to land on one. <laughs> yeah, and we talked about that total. And I'm not an over guy, normally. Normally, I feel like overs are not the way to go in these big games. They end up being overvalued. You end up in a situation where you feel like you're chasing, you're chasing, you're chasing. And you throw in the fact that it is a Super Bowl game. And teams can, you know, traditionally get off the slow starts offensively. I do think, Raheem, though, this total being what it is and these offenses being what they are, I, I, I expect not only points in this game, but as far as the number is concerned, do you think we will see a higher number than what we're looking at as we speak? Because uh, at the moment, we sit here 50 and a half. Do you think that total is going to stay kind of solidified at 50 and a half? Or can you see it moving 51, 51 and a half? How do you you see that shaking out as we move through the week? So the interesting thing is on East Coast bias, 
I told you guys I like the over 49. It actually went up to 51 yesterday, and now it's going back down to 50 and a half. So I think we've reached a point in the market where I don't think you're going to see too much movement either way. Either it goes up to 51 or it just stays at 50 and a half. Obviously, you know, that is a key number, um, 51 and 51 in NFL totals. So it's just like, I don't think you're going to be bouncing off of it too much. I don't see it going back down to 49. You know, it's just one book right now in the market. It's still at 51. Everybody else is at 50 and a half. So I think we'll, we'll, we'll stay in that range. So we've seen the max of the market. Totally understand that. Now, before we get to a couple of these props, and we're going to have the finalized list Tuesday mm-hmm. when House rejoins us for East Coast Bias. And buddy, I have a bunch I like. But I do want to hit on this really quick. Is it fair to say, Raheem, that this Super Bowl is going to have great two-way action? Because that's kind of the sense I'm getting right now. Like, you just, you know, you talk to people, you get a sense, you get a feel. Like, there are some years where it's like, wow, everybody's on a certain team. Like, that Carolina-Denver Super Bowl. I felt like everybody was on Carolina. That was the square bet. I felt like I was cool. I was on the Broncos. Good value. And... You know, you kind of had one of those pros versus Joe scenarios. I don't think we're getting that with Chiefs and Eagles. I think we're getting basically a 60-40-50-50 type split. Do you expect that to be the case? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I just, when you look at the fact that you have an Eagles team who was one of the best teams in the league all season long, and then you got potentially the one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in Patrick Mahomes. I know it sounds weird saying that already, but, I mean, this is a guy who... I mean, he's pretty much been to his his floor has been the AFC championship game. So um, I think you get equal action there. I think you're going to have sharp money on both sides. I think you're going to have the squares on both sides. So I'm. It is the Super Bowl. I mean, that's the thing, Raheem. Everybody's betting the Super Bowl. You know, it's not like you got 13 games to choose from here, baby boy, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's truly the sharpest line of the year. So, um, you know, this this is a tough one. Well. Hopefully, it'll have better results for me uh, as the last two weeks were clearly not kind on the sides perspective, divisional round and championship Sunday. All right, let's get to a couple of props here, Raheem. And I'm going to start with an MVP prop. And a buddy of mine sent this my way. You know, he sent me the list of the MVPs. And look, we know, traditionally speaking, the award goes to quarterbacks. That's just the nature of the award. That's just the way it goes. Cooper Cup was a rare instance last year. But every now and again, a game script can go a certain way where somebody can step up other than a quarterback and go and win the award. I don't see that happening from a Kansas City perspective. Like, I just think Kansas City ends up winning the game. It's going to be the Patrick Mahomes show. I'm not advocating going and finding value with somebody on the Kansas City Chiefs. What I am going to do is I'm going to find somebody on the Philadelphia Eagles that I have circled for MVP. And he was the guy who, to me, was the best player on the field in the NFC title game. He wrecked the game. He was an absolute monster. There's a script. There's a formula to this. I saw it with Von Miller a few years ago in that Denver Carolina Super Bowl. I love that that Super Bowl is getting way too much talk on this podcast. But anyway, Hassan Reddick, that's the guy I'm looking at, Raheem. It's a dart throw. I understand it's probably unlikely, but I grabbed the 40-1 to 1 on a Super Bowl ticket. Dude, I'll take my chances that he goes and gets a couple of sacks, maybe a strip, a forced fumble, and wrecks the game that way. Your thoughts on me maybe uh, rolling the dice a little bit on a defensive you know, player for Super Bowl MVP? I had the exact same thought. 
I had the exact same Ooh, thought. I mean, okay. Yeah, he, I mean, he led the team in sacks, 16 sacks. Um, so it's just like, I mean, he absolutely wrecked that game. And, you know, it's a real possibility that he could do the same here. Now, I know Patrick Mahomes has a couple of weeks to heal from that high ankle sprain. But if the Eagles are going to win this game, a big part of it is going to be Hassan Reddick. So I do like the 40 to 1. You know, one thing I will say about the MVP, I think you mentioned it, is that I don't think anybody on the Chiefs can win it other than Patrick Mahomes. So if you're going to play the Chiefs, and I mean, right now the Chiefs are plus 100 money line at FanDuel. If you think the Chiefs are going to win this game, why not grab Patrick Mahomes plus 120 to win MVP? Because I think that's the way to play the Chiefs. But I totally agree with you on Hassan Reddick. I actually had that written down in my notes as well. So um, I think you got to take a flyer on it. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida. We'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. I'm glad I'm getting that endorsement right out of the gate. Uh, but that caught my eye for Super Bowl MVP. Because again, I like to have some fun with Super Bowl MVP. And listen, sometimes it's asking a lot. Like uh, the Tampa, Kansas City year, let's be honest, they easily could have given, I, I want to say it was Devin White that year. Like he easily should have gotten the MVP. They gave it to Brady because, you know, they're sucking I mean, for honestly, the, the whole defensive line was just so dominant that I don't know if they could have just picked one guy. I mean, you could have gave it to that was the problem. Bay. You could have just, you just, you know what it is? Shaq you kind of. etc. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at that Seattle Seahawks Denver Broncos Super Bowl, you had Malcolm Smith. He caught the interception. So he had the one standout play for that Seahawks defense. I don't think the Bucs necessarily had that, um, that 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 one standout player, that just signature everybody. play. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I understand that. And listen again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. If you are taking a defensive player to win Super Bowl MVP or anybody not named the quarterback, you need a lot of shit to go right in order to win. But think about game script, and Raheem nailed it. Far more likely to get that, I think, from an Eagles perspective, with the well-rounded nature of their team as opposed to Kansas City, where, let's be honest, they win the game, it's probably going to be the Patrick Mahomes show. Now, Raheem, I do have a prop I want to give you from a KC perspective. I saw this one, and I think for them, it's kind of imperative for them to hit this if the game script is going to go their way. Isaiah Pacheco, who has mm. really been a breakout kind of guy for Patrick Mahomes in a lot of different ways here. He's been a threat in the passing game. He's been a threat in the running game. He didn't run it great in the last game against Cincinnati, but he did get a lot of those dump offs. I, I, I'm seeing his rushing prop at 48 and a half. And I just think in order to neutralize what Philadelphia brings at you, 
and knowing the weakness of their defense, I think there's value there in that 48 and a half. Is that a little too high or not? I, I mean, to me, I think he hits that with ease, in my opinion. I, I like that one. I, I think I think that's a that's a good prop. I mean, I didn't actually I didn't even think about that one when you when I was like going through my notes, but I think that's a really good one. All right, so I'm two for two now with endorsements. All right, what do you have lined up from a prop standpoint early? Okay, so this is one of my favorite props. I, I find myself playing this every year. Highest score in half, second half minus one forty. I think you could probably do a little bit better at one forty, but I like that one. I mean, in the previous thirty six Super Bowls, the second half is twenty three. 12 and one versus that first half in terms of more points being scored. And then when you look historically, like, like let's look at totals 48 or over. Um, 14 of the last 19 Super Bowls have gone under in the first half. Um, since 1990, I think it was like since 1990, the under is 19 and 12. So, you tend to have more points being scored in the second half than the first half. I, you know, a lot of guys, they come out, you know, they're a little bit nervous. It's a big game. You know, you have certain certain games where, you know, they don't want to they don't want to lose the game in the first, you know, 10 minutes. So I tend to like playing that prop. I play it pretty much every year um, these days. <laughs> well, I like the sound of that, Raheem. And it kind of follows a script that we've seen in a lot of these Super Bowls. Slow starts. And then you really see an explosion in the second half of these games. So I'm on board with that. I think that's a good price. And I don't even think you're laying too much juice at minus 140. Anything else you like early on? The other one, actually, I like it. I mean, it kind of contradicts that. Actually, no, I'm not going to go with that one. The other one I actually like is Harrison Butker over one and a half field goals. I like that. I like that. Because if you're talking about these teams moving the ball, and maybe stalling out a little bit. And we saw that a little bit with Kansas City, even last Sunday against Cincinnati, where they're moving the ball. They end up in a fourth and two, fourth and five. All right, let's send uh, Harrison Bucker out there. And you're talking about, I know he's a guy that did not have a great regular season. Postseason-wise, Raheem, he has been one of the most accurate field goal kickers you're going to find. He has been top-notch, dude. Yeah. Top-notch. I like that. And you can find it at minus 135. So um, I think you're getting a good price on that. So um, we have some other ones next week. But, I mean, those are two that I really like right now. Well, I think we're off to a good start here because right now everything I'm hearing is like, uh, you know, it's music to my ears. So the good news for us is we get a couple more days in the lab. We get to dissect a little bit more. Uh, We get to get after it a little bit more. And then we kind of can take it from there on Tuesday. So Raheem, so far, so good here with our Super Bowl props, baby. Yeah, I mean, we got some, I mean, we have a lot more to hit. So, I mean, you guys got to tune in to East Coast Bias next week. I mean, we're, we're going to, we have some stuff. I mean, we stuff up our sleeve. Um, there's actually some interesting ones. Have you seen some of the um, Rihanna props out there? Uh, no, I have not. Now, the problem is a lot of these are tough to find and you got to go and uh, kind of dig them out, if you know what I mean, if you're looking for uh, what's going to go on Super So, what, what, get, Please share. I want. I have not heard any of these Rihanna props yet. I'm fascinated. I mean, you can't really find any of these any of these props, unfortunately. On I, they may not be in the legal markets, but I mean, there's there's a prop on Rihanna's cleavage on stage. Um, yes, minus four four hundred. No, plus two fifty. Um, Rihanna exposes butt cheek on stage. Yes, minus one. Oh man, we're going to Janet Jackson route. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yes, minus 160, no, plus 120. I mean, there's some good ones out there. Um, and then 
we'll probably have a, a, a national anthem prop next week. Um, you know, as well, this I'm looking forward to week. that one. Listen, it's nothing better and it's nothing more degenerate than betting the anthem and, and betting the coin toss. And, and listen, for those of you at home, they are not something that you should put your bankroll on. But if you want to have a little fun and you want to live a little dangerously, it's okay. You could go live a little dangerously, my man, and bet the coin toss and bet the anthem. Hopefully, Raheem, you got some insider info for me on the anthem, okay? The one thing I can say is that, you know, Babyface is supposed to sing America the Beautiful. That line has gone Beautiful up. song. Hot take, by the way. I like America the Beautiful more than our national anthem. I think it's a better song. Yeah, it is a I better really song. That, that prop has actually gone from over 90 seconds to over 109 seconds because America the Beautiful is a really, really long song. So um, I can't say that there's value on that now, but I mean, we'll have more on that next week. <laughs> uh, I got a college basketball play for you. I did not hit Virginia Tech the other day. Broke my heart. I went one and one on Tuesday. I gave you Maryland, gave you Virginia Tech. I like Oregon today, Raheem. Remember I said this. Mm-hmm. Plus eight on the road against the fifth-ranked team in the nation. Arizona, must-have for Oregon. You know, they're kind of on that NCAA tournament bubble. Dana Altman will have his team ready to play. That is a cover spot. Remember I said that late night tonight, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, will be quacking with the Oregon Ducks against Arizona. I like that one. I, I I really do. I think that's a that's a good one. So hopefully, well, you know, I, mean, I you love the idea of fading the top five team and fading the public, bro. So sign me up. I'm two for two right there. You know. Yeah, I'm not mad at that one. I think um, I haven't done too much NBA yet, but I think I lean towards the New York Knicks plus two. Um, I can't really justify them being a two point underdog at home to Miami. I mean, this Miami team, I, I still don't get them. I, I just don't think that they're very good. I mean, at this point, it feels like they're unkillable. <laughs> um, obviously, I don't really like to fake. I don't really like to take the Knicks without Mitchell Robinson. But them being plus two at home, I think they just they have the better offense, and I think they can outscore this Miami Heat team. So um, that's the direction I'm leaning right now. Well, hopefully, um, they'll give the ball to Jalen Brunson at the end of the game, and, and, and not Julius Randle on the worst isolation play that I've ever seen at the end of regulation against the Lakers. Oh my God, that was awful. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was awful. I mean, Julius Randle doesn't have a pass button on his controller. I mean, it's, it's been like that since he's been with the Lakers. It's unfortunate. He just forces shots. Probably one of my least favorite players in the, in the game. But, yeah, I mean, Brunson's got to be the guy on that team. Well, especially at the end. Especially at the end. Yeah. All right, Raheem, we'll be in the lab. We'll get ready for Tuesday. Uh, I will see if East Coast bias and enjoy the weekend without football. I mean, it's going to be a little depressing. I'm not going to lie, but we'll, we'll make do, bro. We'll make I mean, do. we got the we got the Pro Bowl. Um. <laughs> uh, you want to participate in the dodgeball or the long drive? Uh, listen, it, it's going to be better than actually playing a... Fo- I'd rather watch them play flag, dodgeball, and a long drive contest than watch them play that joke of a game that they would play over these last couple of years. So, yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been pretty bad. Um, I'm just... Inter- I mean, there's some interesting lines out there. I mean, you got the... Like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no comment on it, honestly. <laughs> hey, listen, plead the fifth. I like the sound of that. All right, good job by Stefan Brahim. Good stuff, buddy. I'll see you on Tuesday, okay? This episode is brought to you by Ugg. Y'all know Ugg is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think Ugg season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from Ugg. 
They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at Ugg.com. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln and the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates.